Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband, J.C. Hall. You know, J.C., we switched seats. It's different, huh? Yeah, so now you're... <laughs> I'm, I, I was in the low seat. Because oh, that's true. <laughs> we try to, my hair's all weird on this and side too. We down. try to adjust so, you know, so that I'm not so short because I, I, I am so short. I was going to say, I don't <laughs> think it makes you less short. It does. Well, it doesn't make me less short, obviously, but uh, <laughs> I am so excited to be back, JC. I, I can't handle all this time off, man. It drives me nuts. I, I was just. I was like, gotta do a show, gotta do a show. Was I not? I was like, are you ready to do a show? Are you ready to do a show? I was like, man, you're, just You're manic just anytime you gotta relax. day off, whatever just it relax. is. relax. There's no relax. Like, she doesn't know relax. No, I could no not relax. take it. Now me, I made a conscious decision to tune yeah. out and chill. <laughs> so, so you're gonna update me on what's going on in the world. Oh, man. Update you? I don't think so, my friend. Thank goodness for Texas deacons. I just Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, look at this. I, I made a list. Checked it twice. Of all the things that I wanted. JC kept saying, no, 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 we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. So I started building a list of all mm. the shows that I wanted to cover that I couldn't cover. And I've got 10 things now going on. So we're set for a whole week. I actually have uh, a part of the show where I want to do a um, uh, a guest, a okay. special guest. So Great. we got to get that arranged. First, let me just say thank you, JC. We got a card, a Christmas card in the mail, um, and it said, "Dear Chrisanne, may the joy of the season shine brightly throughout the new year. May you and your family have a very merry Christmas. Thank you for all you do." And they gave us a gift on the inside. Cool. But there was no return address and no signature. Oh. So I wanted just to say on the air, thank you so much for thinking about us this year. I would have said thank you sooner, but... Whoever you are. JC wouldn't let me come on the air. <laughs> All right. JC's... We should... Everybody should take a break. We, we should... And I, and I will admit... Democrats. <laughs> they should take a break. They should take a break. Oh, my goodness. Nancy Pelosi needs to retire. These people are driving me nuts. Oh, what's interesting, JC, my list of 10 things, mm -hmm. impeachment isn't even one of them. Great. I just realized I have a list of 10 things that I felt were really, 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 really important issues to cover, and not a one of them was impeachment. Good. So, uh, again, if you are interested in impeachment, we have done lots and lots of shows on impeachment. And so, go back and listen to the old shows. Do you know how many times people say, Chrisanne, why don't you cover this? <laughs> I want to say, hey, why don't you watch our show? Because if you watched our show, well, you know we'd cover this. So, right. and, and on YouTube, as if you're watching us now, YouTube, on YouTube and on uh, Chris Ann, at chrisannhall.com, all our shows are right there. Archived. Mm -hmm. Everything's archived. Even on YouTube, it goes back years. I yeah, mean, true. I think this is... I think this might be somewhere episode 1018, 19, or 20 coming up, this one right here. So I don't, I don't really know. But um, I'm just, I'm, I'm jazzed. Cool. These are my jazz hands. I'm yeah. jazzed to be back. Jazzed to be back. Hey, I thought we would talk, uh, this show I really wanted to talk about the Constitution in general. And I have uh, several teaching moments that we can do on specific issues on the Constitution. And so, so JC has, he, he, remember he what drives a submarine. Let's go ahead and play first uh, the gun video. This, now let me, before you do this, let me give a little background. And the reason that I want to do this is because uh, I want to give people some example. You know, before, when we're on YouTube, I'm always typing in uh, welcome patriots, be cordial, use big words, not bad words. Sure. And if you don't know what that means, it's simply because I always teach Colton it's better to use big words than bad words because then you can insult people and they don't even know what you're talking about. And it's more fun that way. Uh, but in this video that's coming up, I was invited a couple years ago to go, several years ago now, to be on a forum to talk about gun control, mm -hmm. right? 
And believe it or not, we were talking about gun control for a long time. This is not something that's brand new. And on this forum, I think even on one scene you'll see them, they had the, the, the way the panel was built was they had the conservatives at one end and the liberals at the other. Oh, okay. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's, that's how it was split. What's interesting was I'm on the very end, so I wondered if they worked by degrees out because the, the liberal lawyer, who was also a frequent CNN correspondent expert at the time, I don't know if he is now or not, but he was at the time, uh, was on the other end. So I, I, I often thought maybe they went from extremes because <laughs> I'm the extreme constitutionalist, which mm. I, don't, I don't think that's bad. That's not bad to be an extremist on the constitutional end. Right. And uh, he's the extremist on the liberal end. Now, obviously, we can't pay, play for you the whole thing, but just to sort of set up the background, and the guy's going to come on and say, okay, Chris Ann, we realize that you want to get back into the debate. And he says this because I'm just sitting there while this liberal attorney at the end continually interrupts everybody who's had their, their point. So the rule was everybody gets two minutes to make their point, mm -hmm. and then the moderator will move on and give other people their rights, their opportunity to respond, right? Right. right. So with that set up, go ahead, JC, and so play this is a uh, gun gun rights town hall Ta in gun rights Florida town hall is that in right? yes, it was in Florida. I think it was even in in the Panhandle. Okay. And the man that had he's going to refer to somebody that that spoke, and the man that spoke was a Cuban immigrant, right? He had come from Cuba. He was an older man, and he Polish. No, Cuban. Cuban. Was it Cuban? Yeah, Cuban. And his concern was that gun control laws would do in America what the dictators did in Cuba. Sure. Okay, so right. there's the backdrop. But I, I want to ask um, Chris Ann, because I, I know you, you've been silent, you've been, you want to get back into this debate. Um, the original question that came up earlier from, from our gentleman from originally from Cuba, he's concerned about how far this can go. Um, are the issues, let's keep it in terms of, of additional gun laws. Is it an incremental step to the loss of all gun privileges? Is that a concern? Should people, 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 uh, should people be concerned? Or is it really not an issue? Well, it is really an issue. The, the term in the Second Amendment is shall not be infringed because the framers of our nation... Doesn't look like our sound's coming through. Yeah? Okay. I don't, I don't know. Uh, that's rather frustrating because I'm not hearing it, so... Oh, they said they heard it. No, they're yeah. asking. Do you hear the video? No, I said, do you hear the video? Oh, okay. And they're all responding, yes. So you heard the video? All right. They he they're hearing it. I'm just not hearing it. So it's not so. coming through on our end. All right. Right. We'll check it out. Okay. We'll do it again. But okay. I, I want to ask, um, Sorry about that. Chris Ann, I know you, you've been <laughs> silent. You've been, you want to get back into this debate. Um, the original question that came up earlier from, from our gentleman from originally from Cuba, he's concerned about how far this can go. Um, are the issues, let's keep it in terms of, of additional gun laws. Is it an incremental step? to the loss of all gun privileges? Is that a concern? Should people, 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 uh, should people be concerned? Or is it really not an issue? Well, it is really an issue. The, the term in the Second Amendment is shall not be infringed because the framers of our nation knew their history. And we all know those who do not know their history are doomed to repeat its mistakes. And we're dooming ourselves to repeat the mistakes of our history. You know, I find it ironic that the argument uh, on the other side of the table is that that uh, we have this fear of government and we're built all on fear of this and fear of that and yet the entire impetus for this gun control act has to do that we have to save our babies you see the emotional argument is still there the same and I also find it ironic that the other side of the table wants to increase laws in order to create a more orderly society when they can't even follow the rules of the debate and wait until they're called upon. So if rules keep law and order for law-abiding citizens, then we should be having no problem having a reasonable uh, uh, discussion about what's going on here. Now history, right, JC, as this man has lived back. through history. So when 
when we're in this discussion, like I said, the guy keeps jumping in and, and interrupting everybody and you hear everybody clapping because I'm like, look, if law, if more laws make people act orderly, Mm-hmm. then why can't this man actually follow the rules of a debate? And so it was, uh, this, is, this is part of, of how we need to actually uh, conduct ourselves with these people because they're the ones that are always calling names. They're the ones that are always doing what they do and, and responding like that. And so uh, I just want to remind people to to be educational uh, in that. If you want to see the whole video, uh, which is over three and a half minutes long, you can go to YouTube, or you can go to YouTube, yeah, you can go to uh, Facebook, you can go to Twitter, you can go to LinkedIn, you can go to Instagram and all my social media pages and watch that. But I want to play now this... I want to add my two cents. Sure, please, go ahead. The scripture said there's a, you know, there's a time to laugh, a time to cry, a time for war, you know. So... Uh, confrontational sometimes has its place. Yes. Right. You're not saying. Oh no! I'm not being a peacenik. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm not. No. 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 Sometimes you have to have tough love. Oh yeah. Absolutely. To me, that was a combination. Yes. You were educational, while at the same time being, um, I don't even know how to call it. It was. It was so good. You can't even call it confrontational because it. It was. It was just. It's like getting slapped in the face with a silk glove, you know what I mean? Well, it's it's my whole principle of big words rather than bad words, right? It's like this t-shirt that I always wanted to get. Uh, I I love sarcasm because it's like punching someone in the face, but only with words. Keep it classy, yeah. Right? There you go. My two classy gentlemen, yeah. Yeah. Keep it classy. It was was confrontational, but classy. Yes, exactly. Because it was also educational. Uh, I love it. And, And you could tell... That the guy realized that I was smacking him down, yeah. right? Because, <laughs> no, it's hilarious because, how he suddenly yeah, he looked suddenly at his phone. Yeah, he suddenly starts like, looking at oh, his will phone you talk like, about will you me? Talk? yeah, right, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly." So, <laughs> how, how do you how do you do that? I mean, how do you do that? You do that by by soaking up as mm-hmm. much as you can, so that it just simply oozes out without being obnoxious. Right? Yeah. Firm. That's now, good. Firm. Lisa says firm. That's a good good term. Yes, yeah, good, firm. good. All right. So now uh, I'm I'm gonna spoil my whole reputation now and, and I wanna go to this this video of of the professor from Stanford. You all know her. She was in the the impeachment hearing thing. Her name is Carlin. And yeah. I will call her an idiot. But the reason that I want you to hear this is and it's it's a little bit long but i want you to hear this because this is the argument that we come up against in constitution jc just as a reminder to you because i don't know are you able to sort of do magic in here so we can hear this through the headphones this video when you play it Maybe. Maybe. Okay. On the fly. On the fly. <laughs> JC, just, we got you. Go, On the just fly. Go. All right. So just as a sort of reminder, if you can't hear this, the argument that she's making is nearly identical to the argument that that uh, Harvard, Oxford law professor at the University of Miami made when we were having that discussion on original originalism versus her fantasy, right? right? So, <laughs> JC and I have to tell you that story one day. That was also very a beautiful. I wish that I wish 1789. That, what the guys meant when they wrote it? Yeah, exactly. Boom. I wish we had that on video. Yeah, that was great. Because the this was at the University of Miami School of Law, and they had brought me in to debate a law professor on originalism versus uh, living breathing document, right? And the look on the professor's face, on uh, uh, the student's faces, and the dean of the law school's face when I did my, thank you, classy gentleman, my classy yet firm smackdown of the liberal law professor yeah, on that. Yeah, the debate was about, well, supposed to be about... Interpreting uh, the Constitution. Uh, deconstructionism and, yeah. and um, uh, 
original you know, intent. Original intent. Yeah, they brought me versus, in to talk about original intent. Yeah, it was crazy. So, but it was funny, and, and she kept she she was all over the map with her lunacy. Well, and, she and the living, she breathing had, document thing, and you said you said um, basically, I don't think you you know you would want your employment contract right. interpreted as a living, breathing document, and everybody erupted laughing, including the lady's boss. Who uh, went the like dean this? Of the law school was shook her head. Right, um, right. Because I had already laid the foundation that the Constitution was a contract, and you know that's why it's not a living, breathing document. Yeah. And good stuff. It was funny. It was really, really good. So, stuff, so, so the the fact that you can find, you know, professors, so-called professors, Stanford. law professors like this. I mean, in the, in the elite yeah. school. This well, that's at, where you find this them. This was at Stanford, Stanford and then the Stanford. That was right. at. Miami, Ma Miami, University of Miami, right? Uh, you know, but when you think about the fact that Barack Obama was characterized as a law professor at Chicago law, law School, so I mean, just just absolute loons <laughs> you find in these law schools. Loony, you, you know, it, it's mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. I mean, and not only do they teach such crazy nonsense, but they're inept. Mm -hmm. It's like. You know, when you got in the debate with a couple of the professors, and they're just absolutely mm -hmm. inept. Somebody's asking you what rate you were in the Navy. Uh, yeah, I answered. Oh, did you? Okay. No. <laughs> All right. So you got Car Professor Carlin. Professor Carlin. She you was one hear of her the. Talk to us. She and 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 I'm gonna lose my classy status just because I can't handle myself. Uh, she's one of the dingbats that was. All right. So what are we no. gonna what are we gonna see here? What are we hearing? We're going to hear her explain. Okay, so this is Constitution Week, and it's actually a forum um, put on by the Constitution Society. Okay. And uh, it's, it's similar. Original Intent and Carlin is the other version. Mm -hmm. And they had somebody from the Federal Society and then Carlin. Yeah. And she's, they're reviewing a book that I haven't read, by the way, will never read, which she says the glorious thing about our constitution is n d didn't occur in 1787 the glorious thing about the meaning of our constitution is what has uh what we know it to mean today mm. so she actually says that the constitution was not finished well she calls it a a horribly flawed document okay and then says that uh, something about how uh, it will uh, it was still being written today by and well I want to give it away but you can so, hear it. So, so she she likes the new versions mm -hmm. that the corporatist and statist and oh it's even worse than that JC I'm oh I want you to be able to hear Satanists this. Satanists and Illuminati want to foist upon us. All right here we go let's let's hear yeah, it. Maybe brilliant. we should focus most on the Constitution in some interesting ways because it's both the week in which September seventeenth which is the anniversary. The con of the Constitution, Constitution Dickers, and it's of course also the week of September 11th, which has put a number of important and, and uh, powerful strains on the Constitution. Now when Dahlia said uh, earlier that she read the book and she got these chills because the Constitution is actually pre a, a pretty great document, she's talking about not the Constitution of 1789, she's talking about the Constitution we have today. And the question of how we got that Constitution uh, is a lot of what uh, the bookkeeping faith is about. Because the words that were on the page in 1789 were, as Justice Marshall said at the bicentennial of the Constitution, a deeply flawed document. Flawed not just because uh, the document expressly uh, recognized in a kind of hint, hint, not nudge, nudge way the presence of slavery in the United States, but also because it didn't recognize some of the rights that we now consider to be absolutely essential to having democratic self-government. And the Constitution, one of the points of the book, is the Constitution was not just made by courts interpreting the Constitution uh, or by people changing the words in the Constitution through amendment, but also by people who gave uh, the Constitution life. And so it's wonderful to be here to talk about this with you today because some of those people who gave the Constitution life are actually in the room. I mean, if you look at Paul Smith and the Lawrence uh, against Texas case, or you look at LaShawn back there who was responsible for shepherding the uh, amendments to the Voting Rights Act in, 19, uh, in, in 2006 through. Um, if you look at Alan Morrison, he changed how we understand separation of powers, or 
uh, how we understand commercial speech. Well, that's the, one of the major points of the book, is the Constitution, the reason we're having Constitution today is not because of what happened in 1787 or 1789 or 1868, but because of what we have made the Constitution, not just through judicial interpretation, but also through popular interpretation of the Constitution. That's Most it. Constitution All right, so I want you to realize um, what you saw there, and, and JC couldn't hear this, so let me just tell him. She said, the great things about the Constitution did not happen in 1787, 1788. It's what's happened since then, how we've been writing the Constitution since then. And she actually said, JC, that one of, it's not just simply what the courts have said, it's what popular opinion has rewritten about the Constitution. Mm. And this is a professor, mm -hmm. okay? This is a professor. Yes, Nova, I wish she was kidding too, but she's not kidding. These people believe this stuff to their core. And I just simply, I just simply can't wrap my brain around the idiocy about that. Everybody's like, ah, I want to tell you what you heard was a small piece of an entire hour of this blithering. Okay. I don't worry. I, I didn't hear the whole hour. I heard enough in what she had to say, but seriously, <laughs> help me, help me wrap my brain around this stuff, JC. I just don't get it. How do people, it is so incoherent. What in, first and foremost, I mean in the simplest of platforms, what in heaven's name is the purpose of having something in stinking writing if it doesn't mean anything? Where does this come from? That's a whole show. <laughs> Where does this come from? I mean, to, to me, you know, it's just what I was thinking the other day. Um, I, I, you know, Colton will be starting high school next year. And I was thinking about the college <laughs> thing, like, you know, it's not really, it's not really safe to send your children to college anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, uh, unless, unless they're able to, you know, keep whatever you've put into them. You, I mean, you have that threat. This is, this is the garbage that's being taught in our colleges. In fact, Colton, Colton taught ran Taught with conviction. I mean, seriously, taught with yeah. conviction. I wish we had that clip. Colton actually came in and shared with us a little clip about the snowflake conversation, oh. like snowflake Christian, <laughs> just how ridiculous they are. And um, Can I come in? Hey, hey, son, or non-binary child. Yeah. Uh, we, this we is your non-binary parent. And if you would please allow me to come into your room, I would like to, you know, discuss yeah. something with you. But that, if that word discuss doesn't trigger you or something. So Colton laughs. laughs. Colton laughs at the snowflakes and mocks yes. them, right, at 13. So he's laughing at, at the lefty lunacy. Um, you know, so you, if, if, you know, if I would send my child to public college or, you know, college, whatever they right. are, uh, then you, you would hope they carry that through. But this is, this is the garbage that's being yeah. fed. How, yeah. I mean, how honestly, I think, cause by the way, we know conservative people who sent their children to colleges and they, they just get destroyed. So you think about, you know, five days a week or more from sun up to sun down, just being bombarded with stuff like this. How, how do you expect a reasonable child to come out of that unscathed? Well, the thing, that, the thing that gives me some hope, JC, is the fact that uh, Colton's generation is almost a, a recovering reaction from the millennial snowflake, right? Mm -hmm. Because Colton, although Colton's counterculture is is a very specific counterculture in its own because obviously he's our child and he's been experienced and raised in all of this and he's raised in a conservative Christian environment uh, with morals and all that kind of thing. It basically in a lifestyle where there actually are absolutes and there are rights and there are wrongs. But I believe that there's, in our travels all across America, we've seen the development of that counterculture in that generation coming yeah, up the true. few years before Colton, Colton's generation, because he's 13, and even a few years after Colton's, you know, younger than Colton's generation. Well, and, I, and maybe by the time he gets to college, 
this generation will populate those areas I, well, and, think, and overcome it. Now, I'm 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 just going to say straight up, I'm not an advocate for sending your kids to college no, anymore. I, I don't say, think a degree is worth anything yeah, anymore. And we we've had shows talking about those things. I, I was going to say, um, you know, what we've mentioned before the show uh, where where the the professor was run out basically run out of his job. Yes. you know, by the crazy students. And then the college lost a bunch of students, and I mean mm-hmm. it was it was on its last leg and basically about to close because of that. But I, I think public the public education system is being undermined. People are mm-hmm. people are leaving. People are not sitting there. The whole the whole dynamic of education is changing. There, there's so much more online. I mean the traditional go to brick and mortar school, sit in a desk, you know, paper books right. in front of a teacher, that kind of thing. It's just it's 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 the throwback, and so I think just innovation and technology is moving away and then and then the people just getting sick of what what they're seeing so i don't know if college as we know it is going to be there in another decade and think about the fact that so many of colton's generation a little bit older a little bit younger are now homeschooled right i mean homeschooling is just it's a whole lot bigger than when i was growing up i didn't know any homeschool kids when i was growing up and my goodness now maybe because we're homeschoolers you know, it's we we are in those travel in those communities, but the thing that we need to understand here, uh, and this goes back to the liberal attorney who's all about gun laws, you know, and and this professor who who actually believes that the Constitution is amended right by popular opinion. Yeah. So you can't argue with her that that's not what the Constitution says because she actually believes. And let me tell you, the majority of professors in her world believe that the Constitution is rewritten with law. It is rewritten with Supreme Court opinions. It is rewritten with popular opinion. So you can't really approach them with this no. this you know, you must amend the Constitution in order to change it because they think that's how it works. Right. They are completely oblivious to the to Article Five. They're completely oblivious to the argument of why it's supposed to be difficult. I mean, the whole argument against the, the whim of the of the public, right? Yeah. And so we have this issue now. How do we deal with these kind of people, especially when it comes to gun laws? Because this is who populates our population today. Yeah, and I was in along those lines. Uh, a classy gentleman said we need more conservatives populating the education system. That's that's one perspective, um, but I actually I say we need alternatives. So I, I don't. We're all. It seems like we're always fighting to get in to where they are and right. you know, control their things. I say leave it, get out of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are there are a number of more conservative schools mm-hmm. that have that have risen up. Um, so we we need good sound, I think, constitutional uh, centered education. I mean you think about the Ron Paul curriculum, which that's what Colden is doing next year. There there are just high school. Yeah, yeah, there are just so many choices. And the education system, it's, it's not about education. Mm-hmm. It's about programming, right? So it's funny when you look at the election and, and how the stuff breaks out, and how it falls out, mm-hmm. and they're constantly referring to, you know, the non-educated voters and educated voters, meaning you have a college education. And, and they kind of use that, the left uses it as this sort of bragging point. Or look at the college educated people, they're choosing left candidates. Well, duh. But <laughs> their implication. Because that's what they were been trained to do. Right. But their implication is these are the more smarter people, the non educated, or the stupid people. I think it's the opposite. And, and it's a demonstration that um, co- you know, public education, university colleges are not about education, they're about programming. Right. So, you know. You, if you send your kids there, first of all, they already they own the professorships, they own the classrooms, the textbooks, and all that sort of stuff. It's what you're going to get. It would take you 50 years, I think, to, you know, at best, to try to get in there in the and be the professors and whatever. I think we'd get out of it, yeah. start a completely different track, 
and, and stop trying to get in there. Well, and, I, and again, I want to just simply say we have to realize that the pieces of paper that they're handing us today really aren't worth anything. They're just actually accreditations of indoctrination. They're just showing you what they've, what they've taught. They don't actually give you an education anymore. They just give you a piece of paper. And I would love people to, and, and young people and parents yeah. to be seeking education over paperwork, right? Yeah, and, and I would say this, uh, somebody mentioned about paying for it. Now, as long as we are paying for it, like we send money mm -hmm. to these universities, and we've right. talked about this before, Right. The, the federal government is sending tax dollars and they're getting state funds and all this sort of stuff, and then and then our government representatives don't do anything about the right. lunacy going on. If, if we're going to be sending our tax dollars there, uh, that's one thing we've hammered. I, I've sent communication after communication. We talked about right. this in D.C. I talked about it the last two times I was in needs D.C. To do somebody needs to do something. That's yeah. absolutely right. Um, I just want to put in a plug for libertyfirstuniversity.com at this point because we give what the colleges don't. We actually give an education. We don't give diplomas. Uh, by the way, the, the corporately owned governments will not allow us to give pieces of paper. Right. Uh, as a matter of fact, they would probably tell us that even having that word uh, university in the name is not allowed, but pfft, right? Whatever. I'm not, I'm not professing to give you a degree. I'm giving you something better. JC and I are giving you an education. And so here's, here's what I want to do because you know me, I'm a little, this is where I get a little um, sprightly, right? So you're like, we need one half, I believe, is to pull our kids out of these systems, make alternative paths. I'm for the restoration of apprenticeships programs for our yeah. students the way they used to be. There's no way, reason you can't be an, a, doc, a doctor by being an apprentice through the system and, and that sort of thing. Um, but this is the other thing that I have. Uh, raise your hand out there if you're a retired person, okay? Because what, what I want our retired people to do, maybe our stay-at-home moms whose kids are, are off doing something or they have time to slip away for a night class or something, most colleges have a program where you can audit the classes. So you don't actually pay. You, know, you don't get a degree, but you don't pay anything either. And so you can audit the class. And here's, here's the little thing that I love. You do your research at your local community college or your local state college that's near you, right? You find the most liberal professor you can find and you audit their class <laughs> and you can become a voice yeah, of, reason. of reason that those students may never, ever have an opportunity to hear. Right. Because they can't fail you. You're not getting a grade you, for the class. And, and you have to practice being classy so yes. that you'll last. So they won't, you know, they won't you expel out. you from the <laughs> class, right? So uh, that's just be classy, be firm, yeah. but be resolved and have a good foundation, right? And then go in there and challenge these professors and give these students an alternative to the garbage that they're in. In the meantime, right? Go in there and make it in, you know, yeah. make your way. It's changing though. I think the, the like I said, the whole the whole construct right. of educate the educational system um, is is not going to be what we see today. In, in the next decade, not going to be the same. Right. So I want you to um, I want you to pull up the um, since we're talking about guns a little bit, pull up the picture uh, that I had about the N NRA thing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wrong one. There you go. So um, I just want to say that I'm, you know, we're praying for everybody in Texas, the church family that was involved in the shooting. Um, and we're glad that, uh, that there was somebody trained in, uh, in violence. Amen. Good men trained in violence yep. are the response to bad ones. But the NRA sent a tweet out that really just sort of rubbed me the wrong way. Now, maybe I... Well, it's I'm, not just the NRA. This is everywhere. This is everywhere. Yeah. And so, right, this is not just the NRA, but this rubs me the wrong way. Maybe maybe I'm oversensitive. Maybe I'm being triggered. I don't know. But this, <laughs> this tweet says... A gunman opened fire at White Settlement Church, Texas, and within three seconds, a good guy with a gun stopped him. 
This was possible due to critical changes to the law in 2017. You know what this is bother? What bothers me about this, JC, is the glorification is on the law. It's yeah. not the law that saved that person's life. It is a good man trained in his right to keep and bear arms that saved a life. And this whole idea of, oh, thank you, government, for giving us the permission. Oh, man, yeah. that makes me mad. It yeah, really, really does. Clearly, they're, they're trying to imply that I think the law, as it was previously formulated, if, if, if people would have obeyed the previous law, uh, you know, then they wouldn't have had the, the firearms there. But it's an unfortunate it's it's very unfortunate way to express that and we've yes. seen that in so many headlines i think the lieutenant governor said it that way uh so you see that over and over again so it gives it gives that um that implication that oh thank you government for giving us permission to protect ourselves i mean look look how look how it turned out when the government gave us permission it's so great that yeah, they did that so right. it's you know I, I, implying on the other side that if I actually defended myself or other people without the government's permission, it's no longer acceptable. Yeah. So if, let me, let me just throw that out there. If that had happened and the law had said, no, you can't have guns in the church. And yet somebody had a gun in the church and saved their life within three seconds like that. What would be the conversation then? Right. Would we be now wanting to throw this person in prison and, 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 you know, charge them with murder when all of a sudden the very same act with the very same right now becomes demonized? Yeah. Criminal. Yeah, even the pastor said, use that same kind of phraseology. Right. I mean, if it be me, when I was a pastor, <laughs> you know, I'd have said, you know what? Uh, this wouldn't have been any different prior to 2017 because even though the law was different, we wouldn't have followed it anyway. Yeah. So, you know, thank goodness. I would probably say, you know, thank goodness the politicians caught up, mm -hmm. you know, and, and actually uh, conformed the law to our right. natural rights, mm -hmm. which is still sort of eh. It's still a permission thing. It's yeah, it's still but, a permission. Yeah, thing. I wouldn't have been bragging on. Oh my goodness, yeah. I'm so thankful they changed the law so I could protect myself. Really? Come on. How about slavery? Much? Seriously? Only a slave master <laughs> yeah. tells a, a human being a, when they can and cannot protect themselves. By the way, it's not a criticism of the pastor or anybody at the church or or those defenders, those heroes. Um, but it's it's amazing how how subtle that little seed is yes. where it seeps into our language. Because you know everybody in that church are pro-gun, yes. pro-2A, yes. you know, all that. But but you see how even the language, and, and I think, again, they're trying to they're trying to message in, in sort of shaming people who, who want to do otherwise with the law. Right. Um, but again, it's an unfortunate way to express that. I, you know, my simple expression would be... Uh, Something like you said, we, we simply have a natural right given to us by our Creator to defend our life, our liberty, and our property, and the lives and the liberties and the properties of others around us. And we are going to do that. And it's and I would simply say it's an absolute shame that there's so many people in America today that, that think that I must ask permission from a master to protect my own life or the lives of those around me. And I wish that that, I really, really wish that that would be something that would, would some, you know, uh, seep in. And I want people to realize, why did I design the show the way I did today? Because I want you to see the, the very subtleties that change the way we think are sourced from the very ideology that comes from the Stanford law professor, right? Yeah. From Carlin, this uh, this idea that uh, we have to get permission from the government is not an amendment of the Constitution. It's not. It's not a lawful change of the Constitution. It is not a lawful anything. It is an unlawful adoption of popular opinion that changes how we look at our natural rights. Samuel Adams said uh, in 1772, uh, by the way, 
the right uh, of the colonists, the, among the natural rights of the colonists are these. He said, first life, second liberty, third property, together, he said, with the right to protect and defend them in the best manner that they can. Bastiat said, what is man but life, liberty, and his property? These are who we are. And if we can't defend these things, then we are merely enslaved by those who, who are given permission to do that for us. Because I, I, don't, I, I hate repeating myself, but I do realize that educa education, repetition is the key to education. And when you are dependent upon someone else to save you, when your life is challenged, if you have to wait for somebody to defend you, then you are really enslaved to whomever that person is because at the moment they decide whether or not to defend you, they're actually uh, placing a value on your life. No, I can't defend your life today because it puts me in jeopardy, which means my life or my property that I might lose in defense of you is more important than your life. That is the very definition of one man owning another. Right. And we really, really need to uh, mention that. I do want to mention somebody had talked about Gun Owners of America out there. GOA, yep. Gun Owners of America, let me tell you what, they are right on. We are huge supporters of Gun Owners of America. As a matter of fact, on February 8th, I will be teaching at the Bama Carry Conference in, uh, in Alabama. You can go to my calendar at chrisannhall.com and find out all the details there, February 8th. And... Um, uh, Mr. Pratt from Gunners of America is going to be there, nice. uh, also teaching. And so we, I love being around Gun Owners America. There's also a local group. What are they? N NH, the National. Oh, I always forget because it's too many words. You know what I'm talking about, I right? Do. And you forgot if you too. You haven't asked me yet. NAGR. NAGR. Right, yeah. right, right. National. What is it? Look it up for me. Anyway. So I'm just... National Association of... Uh, gun Rights? Is that, is that it? Oh, the National Association, Association for Gun Rights. Rights. Yeah, NAGR. They do the state level. Yes. Right? They have state yes. level chapters. So those are yeah. the two. Yeah, those are the two that we, that we back. Mm -hmm. So NAGR is, at, is the state level. And GOA state is, chapels and, and GOA is, is more federal. More federal, but they also uh, get involved like, in state level yeah. stuff. So uh, the uh, GOA became really uh, involved in Kansas with uh, the Cox Kettler thing that we were right. uh, we were also involved in. Uh, all right, are you are you ready to close today's show with with Mr. Buddy Gig? Booty gig, uh, okay. What did booty gig do? All right. Well, so if you will go to uh, over here uh -huh. and pull up the tweet from Mr. Booty gig. Is that this? Nope. This? The, nope. The next one over. There okay. you go. Oh yeah, that's what he looks like. Yeah, okay. yeah. And play that. Okay. So remember, we're all Constitution today. All right. And I want you guys to hear Pete Booty gig. Pete Booty gig. Is that how you say his name? I think so. Okay. Similarly, the amendment process. They were wise enough to realize that they didn't have all the answers and that some things would change. Uh, a good example of this is something like slavery or civil rights. Uh, for, it's a, an embarrassing thing to admit, but the people who wrote the Constitution did not understand that slavery was a bad thing and did not respect civil rights. Uh, and yet they created a framework uh, so that as the generations came to understand that that was important, they could write that into the Constitution too and ensure true equal protection for all of them. Similarly, the amendment. All right, so pull up the booty gig picture that I gave you. So he is. And let's look at Mr. Booty Gig. Running for president. He is actually running for president. Now I want you to show, this is exactly what I talk about, educated into ignorance. He's a Harvard graduate, a grad, graduate of Oxford University, and he attended Oxford on a, a Rhodes Scholarship. Whoop, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, right? Alarm bells. Alarm bells, Rhodes. right? So in oh. that video, JC, you didn't hear it. I, I just, this just drives me nuts. He actually says the people who wrote the Constitution did not understand that slavery was a bad thing. Mm. Now, you know, uh, 
longtime listeners, this is doubly disturbing to me because you saw his audience. He was obviously yeah. speaking to young people. Brainwashing kids. Brainwashing our children. And he says, Oxford, Rhodes, Harvard, that those who wrote the Constitution did not understand that slavery was a bad thing. Now, JC, seriously, if the information age was just not so simply stinking easy to find facts, right? you could give this blooming idiot, sorry, classy guys, you could give this blooming idiot a pass. But how do you give a guy a pass when you can go right now to the University of Chicago online webpage for the Constitution and read what the founders themselves wrote about how the Constitution was a despicable blight on America. Slavery. Oh, sorry. Did I say the Constitution? How slavery was a despicable blight on, on, on the American states, right? Well, the American colonies who would become American states. A despicable... And they, they used those words. Yeah. I mean, we have an article at chrisannhall.com. Um, the Constitution ended slavery, but politicians prolonged it. Yeah, we also have a course on slavery itself. Uh, I think we need to do a second. There's so much information on that. And then yeah. they got this 1619 Project garbage. We're, we're actually going to talk about that's yeah. on the 1619 Project mm -hmm. is so on this my is list. Just, we're so, going to be talking about that. So this is just part of that brainwashing program, you know. And again, yes. he's a Ro he's a Rhodes uh, Rockefeller a uh, Rhodes scholar. Cecil Rhodes. Yeah, Cecil Rhodes. Cecil Rhodes. Yeah, look that up. Uh, hey, if you have not read The Killing of Uncle Sam, then maybe you don't actually know who Cecil Rhodes is. But go get the book. You can get it at Amazon. Killing of Uncle Sam. And yeah. it there's not a better book, I don't think, on Cecil Rhodes. We should Rhodes do an episode on that as well, and talking yeah. about Cecil Rhodes and the Rockefellers and all those. Oh, all those that would be awesome. I should put Pilgrim that on Pilgrim Society. And, uh, yeah, that would be a great show. I don't yeah. think that goes... Um, Cecil Rhodes. So this is just part of that. On my list. You know, that, that's a topic for another day, but that's what I would expect somebody who's a Rhodes Scholar to say. I, Because you, you have to undermine the Constitution, you undermine right. America so that you can stay in control and, uh, you know, take over mm -hmm. and use it to your own, uh, for your own devices. Right, exactly. So that's what. So so if that's uh, you know that's who you vote for, for president, that's what you get. Uh, you right. know you know where Booty Gig stands. You know how ignorant Booty Gig is about the uh, Constitution. All you gotta do is go to the Pete, Booty Peter Pete Booty Gig. Peter Peter Booty Gig. <laughs> that is his name. Peter. I think Pete 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 Booty Gig Pete, Peter for president, and you can find all about Pete yeah. Booty Gig. Peter all Booty right, Gig. I think we're gonna end. Like Shakespeare like, uh, likes to put in the middle with a little comic relief from Cuomo. Okay. So uh, pull up the Cuomo thing. Yep. And uh, run Cuomo. And this is, this is hilarious. You'll love this. To kill a deer. No one needs ten bullets to kill a deer. All right, you can pull that off now because no it just—he's—he's he's escaped. He, he's looped <laughs> this, but it's hilarious. No, no one needs ten bullets to kill a deer. That's true. That's true. It's not the argument we're making, but no, it's true. No, no, it's not the argument that we're making. <laughs> That's called a straw man, by the way. Oh, thank you for that it's little called a straw man because no, no one's making that argument. Right. But but now. Where you've fallen into the trap is when you begin to you, you begin to argue back. Yeah, I do need ten to kill a deer. Then you sound absurd. You've fallen into a trap. Right. Nobody's making that argument. Yeah. Of course yeah. you don't. Kill a deer in one shot. Right. Piece of cake. That's not why if I need, you need ten more rounds. Than, if you need more than <laughs> two, not, you should probably not be hunting. That's not anymore. why I need thirty rounds. That's right. not why I need forty rounds. That's not why I need ten thousand rounds. Next thing you know, nothing to do with deer, moron. Next thing you know. Cuomo's going to be trying to argue 
that the drafters of the Constitution put the Second Amendment in there because they were afraid that the deer and the rabbit were going to try to disarm us. Yeah. So there you go. As we end up the show today, a little comic relief for you. This is New Year's Eve Eve, right? This, this is, is New Year's, New Year's Eve, Eve Eve. Eve. Okay. So we will, I'm going to make JC come on we'll the air tomorrow. tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow, and JC is going to be scheduling our guest, uh, hopefully for this week, so we can talk about this great guest. Can't wait to have him. I'm not going to tell you who he is in case he can't come, but but we're excited about that. JC and I in the 2020 year are going to start having more guests. I'm going to claim that, and we're going really. What you do to support us? Maybe show them the text there, that, JC. That wasn't uh, that wasn't Freddie Mercury. That was booty gig. Oh. <laughs> Look, what you guys, if you really enjoy what we're doing here, I mean, thousands, uh, over a thousand people watch this show. I'm convinced there's more than that, but oh, YouTube doesn't let anybody know that, right? Plus, we're well, out on the airwaves on and we watch on Facebook and that sort of thing, right? So the thousands of people who watch this show, uh, just text IMPACT2020 to 33777, please. Make this New Year's resolution to promote and support liberty throughout the year for $4.99 a month. What you would spend on a coffee. Just go to Starbucks, go in the door and say, I'm not gonna buy one today, I'm supporting liberty instead, and turn around and walk out. Just once a month, that's all you have to yeah. do. Or as JC says. You can say, I'm not drinking your coffee or buying it ever because it tastes like pig swill and you're a bunch <laughs> of lefty loons. <laughs> I mean, that's. But seriously, that's, seriously, that's you, $4.99 a month helps us do what we do. We have revamped the whole city studio. We have new equipment. We have ways to do interviews. All of this stuff takes money and it also takes time to do what we do. And we'll see about enabling super chats next time. Super chats. Oh, Please. So you can do that. So those people want to do that, they can do Oh, that. okay. I've been worrying about, wondering about that myself. So so thank you guys for all your support. LibertyFirstUniversity.com is also how you support us monthly and get the education at the same time. We're putting up new courses all the time. Um, uh, so please. So remember, in as much as in you is, live in peace with all men. Amen. And if we see. tamely surrender liberty, we... In, we dangerously involve others in yeah. our doom. All right. Thank you, guys. God bless, and see you next time. Oh, Lusty. Oh, Lusty. We got somebody from Oh, Lusty? I guess. You're going to make me say goodbye twice? I'm sorry. Are you in North Florida, Wind? Wind Chimer. We know where Oh, Lusty is. Grew up there, bro. Woo we, oh, we, All right. Peace out, guys. <laughs> Love you guys. See you tomorrow.